0: Friday afternoon, and we're heading for the weekend, and it's Marsh's uh, movie time on the line from uh, the UK, and an extraordinarily awful time uh, of the morning is James Marsh. (laughs) How are you, James? I am not too bad, considering, yes, it's 4.30 in the morning over here, but but it's all good. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I hope the UK is not too cold. It's probably pretty cold and miserable at uh, 4.30 on a, a February morning, I should imagine. Yeah, it's freezing, and I'm right on the east coast as well, so I'm getting all... The wind is, is quite bracing at the moment, and I was just in uh, Prague last weekend as well, where it was snowing pretty heavily the whole time, so it has been chilly. So uh, all those all, all those complaints we had in Hong Kong a week or so ago about the weather were, uh, well, were I nothing. T- I can tell you it's now 24 degrees here today, so uh, uh, we're, oh, wow. we're nice and roasting, in fact. It's uh, been the probably <laughs> the warmest uh, Chinese New Year in, uh, uh, in quite some, some years, actually, so... Um, anyway, let's get into it. And uh, you've got three for us today, right? I do. Yeah, right. So in Hong Kong, we are obviously, like you said, we are in the middle of Chinese New Year. Um, Actually, unfortunately, I haven't been able to see the biggest release in Hong Kong this week, which is probably Alita Battle Angel, which is the big James Cameron-produced sci-fi extravaganza. However, I'm very excited because... um, the uh, remake of Suspiria has finally been released. Now, uh, regular listeners will hopefully remember that this was my favourite film of 2018. I was lucky enough to have seen it at a film festival uh, earlier in the year, uh, and it it got the number one spot, and it was supposed to come out in Hong Kong a couple of weeks ago, but then it just Mm. got pushed back to, uh, to this week, and so it is now finally out in uh, Hong Kong theatres, and it's fantastic. This is a, uh, you know, we're we are living in, in an age where everything is getting remade, particularly a lot of horror classics. Now, for a lot of horror aficionados, uh, they don't get much better than Dario Argento's 1977 uh, sort of phantasmagoria, uh, which is Suspiria, which is the story of a... Um, a prestigious dance academy in Berlin, which uh, turns out to be the front for a coven of witches. Now, back in uh, 77, when uh, Argento made the film, he keeps that element of the story secret. That's kind of like a big reveal uh, at the end of the film. But in this new remake, which is directed by uh, Luca Guadagnino, who is the Italian director, probably best known for Call Me By Your Name, big Mm. hit from last year, Uh, he reveals it. Upfront. Uh, so, and he set he sets the story in 1977, which was obviously the year that the the original version took place. And we follow American student Susie Banyan, played by Dakota Johnson, as she arrives in Berlin uh, to attend this prestigious Marcos Dance Academy, uh, which is this elite all girls institution. Uh, as and she discovers it's as divided as the city where it stands, because obviously uh, during uh, the seventies in Berlin, where we find ourselves at the height of the uh, baden Meinhof uh, terrorist attacks, and what have you. You know, and, and you've got East and West Berlin sort of uh, in constant opposition. And uh, she she discovers that there's this power struggle going on within the school between Tilda Swinton's. Uh, Madame Blanc, and the mysterious kind of unseen incumbent uh, Madame Marcos, who we hear about a lot, but uh, she doesn't seem to be around. Uh, it's revealed that the school is, in fact, yeah, as I said, the school is, in fact, uh, a coven of witches beholden to the, the someone known as the Mother of Sighs. Right. Um, yeah, and so you've got Tilda Swinton's um, Madame Blanc, and she feels that... Um, their powers, their magic as witches they could actually be used sort of not exactly for good but certainly to further the artisti- artistry and advance the success of the school. you know they could literally sort of imbue their performances uh, with these powers, whereas Marcos and those who who sort of follow her the, the the other teachers and the other students who follow her are only interested in feeding a far more sort of primal uh, need and desire uh, sort, of, sort of far more dark magic now um, the girls, you know, like I said, it's a, it's an all girls academy and they react to the, this sort of their own discovery of the truth in different ways. Uh, at the beginning of the film, we see Chloe Grace Moretz and her character, um, who has run away from the academy, uh, which not only leaves a top spot in the performance or in the cast, you know, available to Susie, who's the new arrival, um, But she has also reported her findings to an elderly psychiatrist known as Joseph Klemperer, who obviously then begins his own sort of investigation of what what is going on. Uh, Other other students try to escape over the course of the film with... uh, with, with varying levels of success, but as Susie uh, slowly discovers what is going on, she f- she's falling ever more under the spell of Madame Blanc, uh, while securing her position as sort of the troupe's principal dancer. And in doing so, she also begins to realise that she may have untapped powers of her own. Uh, so, you know, the the way Argento. Um, approached the his film early on it was it was very much a sort of a visual feast it was a film a sort of an expressive film um which was less interested in plot as it was in just sort of creating this very sort of macabre and um over-the-top kind of mood you know, it was out to just to create this sort of a, a tone of unease and lots of sort of vibrant visuals uh, rather than sort of tell a particularly sort of complicated story what guadagnino has done in his remake is add a add a lot more elements uh so there's a lot more intrigue going on within the academy you know with this power struggle going on but also he does spend time looking at uh Berlin of the time and of the period and the politics that are going on and it just adds sort of an extra layer to it we also on top of all of that have um a cracking score from Tom York from Radiohead all right and, uh, wow and then, yeah mm. yeah and it and, and it uses this instead of like I said it was very sort of vibrantly visual first time around but this one uses you know equally impressive but a far sort of different Approach—it's a much more sort of muted, earthy, bleak, sort of uh, brutalist, urban sort of uh, uh, aesthetic, if you like. So the Radiohead would be uh, Radiohead would be perfect for that. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. So it's all—it's sort of <laughs> browns, browns and greys and reds, and then yeah, you have sort of Tom York's uh, unique wailings over the top. And mm. for me, you know mm. the. The, 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 the combination was fantastic. I mean, I know that the people are still sort of on the fence about Dakota Johnson, but I think, you know, I think that's a, more to do with just simply because she was in Fifty Shades of Grey rather than that she's not a good performer. And what you see that's here... That's going to stick with her, isn't it? That's not going to go away, that, is it, that Fifty Shades of Grey? I, I think so, but I think luckily she falls into the same camp as people like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, hmm. who, you know arrived under the same cloud you know with the twilight films but have both shown in the wake of that you know they've, they've picked a series of sort of increasing sort of interesting and challenging projects they've not gone uh, the obvious path that you know to, to being sort of big a-list stars and i think they have both succeeded in sort of proving their mettle as it were and i think dakota johnson has similarly you know pick some really sort of wise choices and here we really see apparently she did train for many years as a dancer as a child and that really comes out it's a very sort of physical powering performance you know there are sequences uh in the film where you know particularly where she has to do her big sort of final audition in order to become sort of the 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 prima donna if you like or the prima principal dancer um where she she's dancing in front of a whole room full of people with no music whatsoever, and the camera is literally sort of you know put going in really close and just watching her body as it moves, and 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 the the sequence itself is sort of juxtaposed with a, a pretty horrific <laughs> sort of attack on another student in another room who has chosen to leave the company, right. and as she and you know and the movements are being mirrored by what's happening to the body of this other woman in the other room, as she's being thrown around the room, and it's it's this, Quite horrifying sequence, but at the same time, it's incredibly powerful. And you really get a sense of Dakota Johnson as a kind of a physical performer uh, rather than just simply as, as an actress. And, uh, I was, I was wholly impressed. Like I said, this was my favorite film out of, out of everything, um, that came out in 2018. And I'm very, very pleased that it has come to Hong Kong. Um, great. And the cast, the cast, which is almost, completely uh, female you know, is, is Stella throughout. with, uh, And people will know I won't reveal anything, but people will know that Tilda Swinton plays, plays more than one character in the <laughs> film and I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. But there has been plenty of debate over that. Great. Suspiria is the first one. We'll be back with Change in a moment.